This is the Shift Podcast. On the Shift Daily Podcast, Ryan Recker joins us to talk about cold weather and Valentine's Day. We did Are You Okay? How about naming your ex a cockroach? Online dating was also on the docket, too. We discussed romantic schmoopy movies, ooey-gooey ones, I believe Ryan said. In case you missed it, Valentine's puns and monster trucks, why wouldn't you plus NASCAR? All this on the Shift Daily Podcast. Let's check in with Ryan Recker and KMOX in St. Louis. Let's say hello to America as America says hello to Canada. Connecting the shift and Ryan Recker from Overnight America via KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. Ryan Recker. Hello, Shane Hewitt. How are you? Late. I'm sorry. I was excited. I I got excited. Uh Uh-oh. What were you talking about that you got so excited I was talking about a couple of things. Let me go back here. What was I talking about? I was talking about variants, and then I was talking about uh, comedians. There's a court case in Canada about a comedian from the province of Quebec who uh, has had a joke taken to the Human Rights Tribunal. Uh, it's taken a decade, and it's starting to come bubble back up into getting resolved, and it's a scary notion in that um, he made a joke about a handicapped kid, I don't even know if that's, maybe I'll get sued for saying handicapped. I don't know. Um, but the problem is, is that, uh, now that, uh, now that joke is, uh, you know, running him the risk of, of getting wow. in trouble. Now, bad taste. Well, it, was know, terrib- remember, it was a terrible taste joke, like, by the way. Yeah. I don't know the joke. If I remember correctly, wasn't that in the context of a comedy club? I believe so. Yeah. So he was in yeah. a comedy club telling a joke, even though in poor taste, someone gets offended mm-hmm. and, in Canada, they you could. So, how does that work? What, what's the process where someone could they they complain to the government if they don't like a joke? I guess so. I don't really know to be able to tell you the truth. I mean, it's so foreign to me. Um, but it's been brought forward, and they've accused him of you know uh, uh, hurting the boy and and all that stuff. So, um, no. you know, it's not fair for the boy. There's no denying that. I mean, it was a stupid thing to do. And why would you make a joke about a kid? Like, come on, man, shake your head. You can make money doing other things. Uh, we sure. were we were talking but, about you know, the, the mall. government shouldn't be involved though, right? Well, I, I mean, think. if it's hate, if it's hate filled, then absolutely. I mean, there's all kinds of charter and rights of freedoms and constitutional things that need to take place there. But um, if it's not hate filled, it's bad taste. Well, then people can choose to not go there. Uh, that's kind of how I look at. It. I mean, if I was t- talking about the mall earlier because um, I went to the mall today to get my son's hockey skate sharpened, and there was more people in the mall, and we were complaining about mall meanderers. So you want to make jokes, make jokes about mall meanders. You have jokes for a year. Ah, see, this is where the two countries uh, handle it a little bit differently with uh, uh, the our First Amendment was what would be called. So you have the freedom of press, freedom of religion, and then freedom of speech in a sense that would be protected, even if it is in poor taste. Um, as long as it's not inciting violence um, or something along those lines, then... There's even a definition of how that is defined by the court system. So I think that even making a, a joke or whatever uh, like that, I don't think you could even sue someone unless uh, it was somehow found to be malicious in not hate. It wouldn't be the right word for it. So if it found out to be like a slanderless lie or something like that and it cost you money, 
because of it and your reputation was tarnished, then sure, you can find yourself personally responsible for saying something like that. But otherwise, um, yeah, the, the comedy club deal, I, it's, you don't see that too much here, I guess. Well, I think that that's the, the problem is that I think most Canadians see it exactly how you described it, right? Um, and so how in the world this becomes uh, a thing, uh, no one's, uh, sure of again. I mean, don't make fun of kids. I mean, come on, man. We have one job in this world and the job is take care of the babies, right? Let's try to make this world a little less screwed up than our parents did for us. And let's give the kids an opportunity to, you know, live great lives. Take care of the babies. That's the only job we have. So don't make fun of the babies. Take care of the babies. <laughs> what's uh so what's your valentine's day look like by the way uh well so far you are my valentine so welcome to the well, uh-huh. welcome to the fold here that's it you're all i got so uh yeah it's a big thing here i guess it's a good hallmark holiday is it must be the same for you it's you know it's, yeah i'm married so after a while you just get comfortable and you really don't put a lot of effort into it like when you first start dating it's very easy to put a lot of effort and thought and consideration and you want to get the right thing and you want it to be nice and you really look forward to giving the gift over and now uh this is what normally happens about four or five days out we look at each other and say we're not getting anything for each other are we no we're not okay that's fine don't worry we'll just do whatever so my um this is the lover boy that i am for my wife, I got her chicken wife. minis from Chick-fil-A, Ooh. and uh, that's what she wanted for her Saturday morning. She woke up, and I said, I'm going to go get you some Chick-fil-A for breakfast. That's what really gets her to love me. <laughs> that's it. Wow, that's great. I, I wish that I had that kind of problem. I mean, you, uh, in all fairness, like the chicken fingers, chicken nuggets, whatever you want to call them from Chick-fil-A, they really are dynamite. Oh, they're fantastic, yeah. But the chicken minis are like on these little sticky sweet buns. They're like little mini sandwiches. They're so good, but they only serve them at breakfast. I don't know why. I would. That's all I would exclusively order if they had it on the menu around the clock. Hmm. Well, so big gifts is that? Would that typically be a thing, or is that something that you and your wife have just sort of grown out of? Yeah, typically, I uh, maybe when we were younger, <laughs> not anymore. So I think that the big gifts were, you know, who are you trying to impress after you're married? You got no one. To, you, you don't have to impress. You don't have to like you. You just show your love every single day of a marriage. So I don't have to wrap it up with a big gift. And I know all the women listening right now are thinking to themselves, I hope my husband or boyfriend or whatever don't listen to this guy. Because I know that's all the women. They definitely want to get the gift still. Totally understand that. But it's just not for our relationship. And I feel pretty fortunate for that. I find that it's just one of those things that, you know, you, if really, I mean, it, hey, a day to celebrate love and do romantic things, why, why wouldn't you? Right? Like, sure, great. That's awesome. High five. But the reality is, is that, I mean, you can't, it's not like you can go like, I, I don't have to be nice to you, man. It's not Valentine's Day. So you don't have to like wait all year, <laughs> right? Like. It's like the yeah. jokes about the you know, sexy and, time. Sexy time only yeah, happens you know when what? My, uh, birthdays and stuff. Yeah. You know what my wife tells me? She tells me this all the time. She says, you tell me I love you too much. She's like, it's too much pressure. I don't want to say it to you that much. You tell it to me too much. You have to cut back on the amount of times you say I love you. And then she gets oh. upset. Like, she gets bad at me for doing it too much. I have a solution for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, one of my, uh, my audio producer, not on the show, but the guy who does my voice work for me, his name is Rob. And Rob taught me this because every time I would voice something with Rob, he would say to me, he he would say, that'll do. And I was like, really, <laughs> that'll do. That's all. That's all I get is that'll do. But then I've learned that if, uh, if, um, if you ever want your, your partner to be grateful for the, I love you's and the sort of kind gestures that you make all the time, just change it to, 
uh, that'll do. How's, how's, you know, <laughs> how, how did you enjoy your time today when we went to the whatever, whatever? Yeah, that'll do. Oh, and let boy. me tell you, the I, I love you's will be like, more. <laughs> the I love yous yeah. are great. It sounds like, the, like a waitress or a waiter or something. That'll do. Like, you know, they're, they're shooing you away as in <laughs> I've, I've had enough of you. I've had enough. I've reached my limit. Um, my son tells me that I tell him I love him too much, too. He's like, you told me that already today. So maybe I got to find <laughs> something new to say. I, maybe I just got to get away from it. Get it. It's force of habit in a certain. But then again, uh, I'd love to hear it more from my son. That'd make me feel like a million bucks if he said it uh, yeah. more than once. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to talk about that or how you're you're projecting your you know your lack of love that you're receiving from your son? Do you sit down on Shane's couch so, here? Let's talk about it. Yeah, that's the problem with Valentine's Day. I shouldn't be bringing up emotions like this right now. So it's once a year. I'm allowed to uh, think about it, and then it's gone. But you know, maybe if I pay more attention to it, it's probably out there in other ways that I just don't recognize. I just uh, I don't need the verbal. I the the actual feelings and the emotions associated with them are enough for me. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You're talking about your feelings on the shift. I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> uh, Mike in Hamilton sends in a text message. He asks. He says. Um, who picks the music in the car on Valentine's Day? Which makes me wonder: um, Does that does anything change for you on on these special days where you do anything differently, or is it pretty much status quo? No, the the thing is, even though I'm on a talk radio show and a talk radio station, my wife and son don't listen to me unless their name shows up in the description of the podcast. So my wife will read the description and it says, "You know, Ryan talked about his wife." She'll listen to it then. That's the only time she'll do that. Otherwise, when we're in the car, we're going to listen to uh, they like to listen to the Christian radio station in town. Mm -hmm. And it's almost a given They're, they don't flip around. That's the only thing exclusively they'll listen to. Well, I have that problem, too. Nobody listens to me and my family. I love it when I go see my parents and they're, they're like, hey, did you hear this story? I'm like, yeah, we did like a three day segment on it. And they're like. Oh, when'd you do that? I was like two weeks before it went to the public news. They're like, really? I was uh -huh. like, yeah, we were way ahead of the curve. I was like, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I know that we did it so many times. You would have been able to pick up on it. I totally understand that. We had this one national story. I don't know if you caught that, but we had a funeral home van get stolen in St. Louis. Did that pick up in Canada? No, I didn't hear about that. This is a crazy story. So terrible ideas to leave the car running whenever you go inside of a gas station. Well, this so happens to be a funeral home with a body in the back of the van, leaves the oh, car no. running at the gas station, comes back oh, out, dear. and the van's gone. Oh, no. they, someone stole it with the body in the van. And it, it turns out to be two homeless people saw it and took advantage and grabbed and hopped in. Luckily, they recovered the van with the body, and they arrested the two people. So that's the plus side. But it was gone for like a day. And could you imagine, number one, you're the worker and you're thinking to yourself, oh, this ain't good. Number two, you're the family and you have to notify them, hey, we lost your loved one. Uh -oh. And now you're afraid you're not getting it back. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine when you look at the back of the van, you're like, yeah, we stole it, man. You're like, look at the back. Oh, no, there's a dead guy. Isn't that just like a lot of it, it almost sounds like it's a plot line for a like an 80s comedy, doesn't it? Yeah. Or Hangover 4. Oh, yeah. Well, you um, <laughs> by the way, I brought up we, we talked to our meteorologist right before this segment, and I hope you don't mind. But I said whatever we can do to push this cold weather back up into Canada, we need to get oh. on that pretty quick because we can't handle it even for a couple of days. It's too much for us down here in St. Louis. 
Yeah, I don't think um, you've experienced cold yet, um, based on this this Arctic flow thing that's happening. Because um, I know that in Winnipeg, which is probably the closest broadcast city to you guys from us, uh, Winnipeg has been dreadfully cold. Uh, in particular, I mean, it's been cold everywhere, including a heavy snowfall warning that was uh, originally out for Vancouver. But in Winnipeg right now, it's minus twenty-seven. Wow, so. that's yeah, that's cold. So, do you measure snow in like liters? <laughs> Just kidding, of course. But um. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because people the the weather guys call centimeters, but people often yeah. say inches. But you know, it's great in today's world of being dramatic when you can say, "Oh yeah, we got 15 centimeters of snow," because you know, five inches doesn't sound great. But 15 centimeters, it's it's a chance to sort of yeah. you know create a little drama in your life. Yeah. So, what did you say the temperature is in Winnipeg? Minus 27. There is a wind chill okay. factor of minus 38. Ooh, okay. So 27 below is it's about 16 below Fahrenheit. And you said the wind chill is what, 38? 38. Okay. And that means the wind chill would be 36 below zero Fahrenheit, where you're about getting the way the equation equals itself out. <laughs> Further south <laughs> you get below zero. Man, that is so cold. And how many days in a row would it be like that? I don't know. Um, we're probably about seven now, maybe nine, seven, seven for oh. sure. Uh, this is, this is cold for February. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, you basically just try to not go anywhere. Uh, but it's yeah, cold everywhere. That's the way to do it. Um, I mean, Southern Ontario has been better in our broadcast area there. Uh, it was cold for a little bit, but now it's like minus six, which I don't know. So, it's like 20, 21. So is it common to have block heaters in your car in Canada? Yeah. I'm surprised you know about that. That's cool. Yeah, I I had one on a Jeep I bought once. I didn't know what it was because there was this one electrical cord that would come out near the radiator. And I said, why in the world is there a plug in the front of my car? And then I learned about the block heater. And I, I don't know why it had one in it. It just did. So I never used it, but it was there. And I that's the only reason I know about it. But I figured when it gets that cold, you have to have it. It's pretty standard fare for buying cars in Canada would be the old block heater. Is that right? So when yeah. you go to the dealership, it's just a given, uh, pretty much a standard feature. Yeah, and it, it, all diesels up here have them for sure because uh, when it's minus 30, trying to start a diesel engine that's cold, <laughs> good luck. So is diesel freeze easier? Is that what happens? That, or is it well, the dude, there's all kinds whatever? of things. Yeah, because the, the fuel yeah. is, is different. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why diesels don't light up. So uh, there's all kinds of you know stuff going on with diesels that are far yeah. beyond me. I just know that they suck in the cold. And every time I've had one, they really suck in the cold. So what kind of, uh, is it mostly natural gas or what type of um, fuel would you guys use to heat your homes in the winter? Uh, depends on where you are in the country here. We're going to have to uh, get going in a second. But the um, uh, some electric heat on the West Coast, uh, there's an awful lot of uh, natural gas heat. Very few people use oil anymore. Um, only people who live yeah. in castles use coal. But um, um, for the most part, I'd say natural <laughs> gas is probably the way. The f- Oh, man, I, we had I this love... one cabin growing up, fuel oil, had a giant tank on the outside. That that stuff was fun. <laughs> I love the fact that I get to live into the Canadian stereotypes for you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love it, too. Oh, Ryan Recker, well, thank you so much, brother. We got to go. All right, Shane Hewitt, good to hear your voice. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you, sir. You too. Ryan Recker at CamoX in St. Louis, joining us for some good conversation. And, hey, West Canadians, yeah, we like to we like to talk about all of our things that we like in Canada. Might as well live up to making the Americans believe that we are all from Fargo, North Dakota, <laughs> which is ironic. <laughs> New dude about it. 
No doubt about it. This is the Shift Podcast. Matt, do you have a lovey-dovey moon doll for us here tonight? <laughs> uh, you, you know, I've been trying to manage some some technical stuff behind the scenes, so it's. Uh, but you know that hasn't killed my love vibes. But let's see. Rip, wake up, wake up, hubba There we go. All the sounds. Wicka wicka hubba hubba. Hubba hubba. Oh dear. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> All right. Are you okay with your ex? I mean, seeing as we're both married now to different people, I guess so. You know, you should be able to, you know, move on from one period of your life to another. You would never have met your wife if you hadn't let go of the ex, right? Exactly. So it's all it's all good in the whole cosmic swing of things. <laughs> that's uh that's a tough question, isn't it? Uh there are some I'm okay with and there's some that I'm not okay with. Is that uh, how a good long answer? Is this list? That is this a sounds... great answer. I so... I it's not that long. I haven't dated too many people, but you know, there's some people land on the spectrum of oof, never want to see their face again and some people are like, "Oh, how are they doing? I hope they're doing well. This person improved my life. This person yeah. gave me nightmares. You know, it's just we're all over the it. place. This person yeah. burned my sneakers in a tub. You know, this person. <laughs> no, I did have someone cut my favorite sweater in half, though. That happened. No. Not my. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That really happened. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> right. That's You've got happened. Ryan. One day I'm going to talk Ryan into sharing some of his ex stories because there's a couple of good ones. Uh, that's <laughs> not my liberty to share, but there's a couple of good ones there. Okay, well, if you, uh, I have to say that exes are exes, that's fine. And uh, there are maybe things that you regret for sure. But reality is you wouldn't be where you are without them. So trying to take the positive perspective. Are you okay with your ex? If you're not, cool. You can um, go to California. There's a zoo in California. It will let you name a cockroach after them. We are um, initiating our first annual um, It's a Bug's Life initiative. So you have the opportunity to um, name one of our beloved cockroaches to a deserving or not so deserving Valentine that you have in mind. Uh, the proceeds are a great way to support the zoo and um, help us to raise funds for our programs, our animals, their exhibits, and just the daily operation. <laughs> nice. Nice. The zoo ran the promotion for Valentine's Day, not just a cockroach. It may, uh, it's a Madagascar hissing cockroach. It's an angry cockroach. Um, <laughs> That's why you get next. a certificate and a social media post announcing the name along with uh, your donation if you want to get on it. Did I ever tell you the story about the, um, about the promotion that I did, uh, in, in Niagara? It was called, we called it Screw Over Your Ex. Did I ever tell you about that one? It was a radio promotion. No, it's when I did a morning show down in, down in Niagara on the peninsula. Um, so what we gave away was we gave a, we gave away a flight, a helicopter flight for one lucky couple. It's not really the mile high club because you weren't going to be that high up, but it was a chance for you to have a romantic rendezvous with your new girlfriend or wife or partner or whatever. Um, and the helicopter would go hover over your ex's house. <laughs> Are you serious? Ryan that is just so this petty. I did. I almost. <coughs> That's so petty. I love it. Man. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so, like something Larry David would do in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. I want it. Man, that's great. It's called Screw Over Your Ex. So that morning, of course, there was a helicopter uh, hovering above a neighborhood. 
uh, in the city, and it was pretty obvious um, whose house it would have been. And uh, yeah, anyway, that was fun. That's a good way to get back at your ex. If you're ever wondering if you want to be like spiteful and stuff, go rent a helicopter. It's literally taking the high road. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay with American Idol auditions? Um, I mean, bless all of their hearts. It takes a lot of courage <laughs> to get out there and really show people that you don't know what you're doing. It's uh, it's an art form to have no shame or concept of your own talents in a way. I, you know, I, I used to watch it actually every week with that was a family routine, but I would only really watch the first three rounds because I loved watching the bad auditions. That's kind of how it, but you know, I like some of the singers and Adam Lambert. I know he did, but seeing him perform for Queen, like, yeah, thank you, American Idol, for that. And that was amazing. Well, there's a couple of uh, real amazing singers come off that show. I mean, that's what it was, right? You watched the first few episodes, then you didn't watch it for a few weeks, and then you watched the very end. It was awesome. I don't even know if is it still on. I guess it must be still on because Kellyanne Conway's daughter is on there. How about bad auditions? Let's get the clip. And can you sing? Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to sing today? I'm going to sing Go Down Moses. Wow. Oh, okay. Whenever you're ready. When Israel was in Egypt's land, <laughs> let my people go. People. Oppressed so hard, they could not stand. Let my people go. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm gonna say I'm gonna Man. say people every time we're talking about people. People. I'm gonna call them people. Um, Kellyanne Conway, you know uh, the Donald Trump's bestie. Uh, her teenage daughter, Claudia Conway, is determined to be a singer, and she's actually really struggled. There's been an awful lot of stuff on social media thrown her way because of her mom. Her dad is not on the same political spectrum. In fact, her dad was a big part of the um, the anti-Trump movement. Um, the uh, Not Liberty. Was it Liberty? Anyway, there was a cause there. On the, se- the season premiere of American Idol, 16-year-old Claudia Conway opened up about her upbringing, her strong will to make a name for herself beyond her parents, and more. I'm Claudia Conway. I'm 16. My mother is Kellyanne Conway. Uh, She worked for Donald Trump, and my dad is George Conway. He's a lawyer. He worked against Donald Trump. Wow. Wow. It's a lot, but, you know, I agree to disagree with my mom and my dad. Hey, guys. So you probably know me as 15-year-old emancipation girl. Or that blonde woman from Fox News' daughter. I'm a little more than that. When your mom's working for the president of the United States, who you very much disagree with, it's really hard. Most of my life, my feelings had been suppressed. So then I got social media and I was like, well, damn, now my voice is being heard, you know? I love you all. Stay safe. The internet can be a very, very dark place. But when life is all going downhill, I have my music. Uh, yeah, so there you go. She, if she really wanted to leave it all behind, she wouldn't use that to introduce herself. Let's just say it for what it is. Uh, but mm. she is going to, uh, she's going to create a name for herself. Now's the time. And her mom, Kellyanne, says she has left politics for so to focus on her children. I don't know what that means, but that's what it says. Made a focus on her children's singing career. Um, 
Brian, do you know if she made it through or not? Yeah, uh, so the audition has happened. And it seems like the, you know, as you would expect, it was a massive, like, whole chunk of the show that was overtly dramatic. Uh, she did make it through, though, by a vote of two to one. Uh, she is off to Hollywood. I didn't listen, but I mean, you know, sometimes they just push some people through to, to Hollywood because it propels the story through. So give it a listen. Um, but uh, yeah, that's not a person I would have expected to see on American Idol. It was um, usually I've learned if they do a feature on somebody. They're not going to like dump them. Right. For the most part. Cha-ching. That's right. Let's get into a, uh, before you tie up your shoe, untie your other shoe. Are you okay? They're both off. Okay, cool. Matt's frantically taking his shoes off. Are you okay with online dating? I'm going to direct this one at Ryan. Yes, Ryan. Well, I met Laura online, so... Yep. <laughs> Simple as that. I, you know, it's, it's tough. Like you can, I've also found my worst, my worst relationship ever was also because of online. So it's hit or miss, but you know, if you really, I think make specific points on your profile as to what you're looking for, and you can really make that clear off the bat, it can work out super well. But if you're really vague and you know, you show up for a date and it's just not really clear what either person wants, it's just super awkward and creepy. So, you know, be, be specific. If you're just looking for a hookup, make that clear. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, make that clear, and here I am. So I got my light box of Laura pictures now. That's great. So Exactly. You have your little yeah. Borg cube of memories. Of Borg was cube a, of love. <laughs> there was a uh, text came in uh, about that since you brought it up. Tina in Calgary says, Happy Valentine's Day to Shane, Maddie, and Ryan. Please tell me where I can buy one of those picture cubes. It would make a great one for my father-in-law who has early dementia. He's on PEI. We haven't been able to visit in over a year, and I worry that he's forgetting us in the family. It might help. Uh, that was custom-made. Uh, printer. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was custom made. I mean, you know what you can do uh, is go on Etsy, for example, or uh, probably Etsy would be a great place to check for something like this and just look up, you know, uh, picture cube or something. And you can find local people who make these kinds of things for a living. And uh, that's where I get so much of my ooey gooey gifts, you know, is, is from Etsy because there's some really great local shops that put together this kind of stuff online. So that's where I would check. Ooey gooey gifts. Ooey gooey. Those Make are your schmoopy ones? Yeah, my schmoopy. Yeah. I say Aww. ooey gooey, but... That's yeah. nice. All right. Um, yeah, online dating. I mean, I've only ever got on the apps a couple of times. Uh, I've only really had, prior to my current relationship, one girlfriend along the way. Uh, a couple of breakups in there and back together again. So there was a couple of coffee dates, but that's about it. So uh, I found that every time that I looked at those apps or with friends, that it was always the same people on there. So I would say that it seems like there seems to be a a bit of an inventory or contact being collected or something, you know, a plan B list, as I like to call it. It seems like people, some people just want to break some hearts, though, in online dating. A Houston man appeared in court last week after he, he was accused of posing as a recording artist, Bruno Mars, on Instagram to strike up a romance with a woman and coax her out of $100,000. This is a report from K2 News. 
A 65-year-old North Texas woman is out $100,000 after she fell in love with someone who was pretending to be Bruno Mars. Cybercrimes prosecutors say he befriended her on Instagram, convinced her that he was the famous entertainer, and that he needed help with his touring expenses. According to court papers, a man identifying himself as Bruno Man promised he was quitting his current tour to be with her. It will spend months talking to people online. Sometimes they'll even borrow a little bit of money and return it to build up trust. And they're not stupid people, these scammers. They're they are very much sophisticated con artists. Don't believe them? Just watch. <laughs> nice. So, okay, so Bruno Man is uh, Bruno Man's. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's hurting for money. For his touring expenses, of all things, he's probably doing all right, and um, and uh, that one seems like a bit of a stretch. The two people allegedly involved in the scam were charged with money laundering. There has to be some accountability of gullibility, gullibility, being gullible. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that, and it's also they target people who they know are alone, they know who are more susceptible to this kind of thing, and take advantage of them. Uh, and it's it's really it's a really scummy crime. Uh, and it's uh, scummy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The crimes of the heart, of man. That's nasty, right? Like you take lonely people and and steal yeah. from them, and uh, that's that's low. It's the shift podcast. Okay, so let's switch gears. I I would like to switch gears since we talked about relationships and heartbreak and all that stuff. How about some best movies or something? You want want to do that? Yeah, yeah, I could dig it. Can dig it. Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Best relationship movie of all time. What's your best schmoopy movie, or uh, love movie, or couples relationship watching movie? Because there's there's a whole bunch of them. So where would um where would you take this, Maddie? For probably Star Wars. Um, I mean, we did watch a lot of Star Wars over the weekend, but um, one of our favorite. Uh, I guess coupley movies is uh, High Fidelity uh, with mm. uh, you know the the one the only J- John Cusack and his yes. sister Joan Cusack uh, Jack, Jack Black Jack Black's in it uh, based off the amazing book by Nick Hornby um, it's just a music nerd's dream and you throw and it's a wonderful love story too and it's you know both parties aren't perfect but they eventually you know they find each other and it's wonderful all right I haven't seen it, but I often wonder how you have so much time to watch movies, but I think this is great. I did look for a couple of new ones today, and then I got sucked into a crime drama, but I um, did try to watch one. Some of the best relationship and romance movies of all time. All right, let's throw some out there. Tom Cruise. I would never really put him into romance movies, but, for example, he did have a couple of good ones. A big bromance movie and romance movie is the iconic Top Gun, Right. He's got his bro, he's got his buddy Goose, right? And then he's got the pattern is full there with uh, uh, Kelly McGillis. They had some romance too. Let's hear a clip. Jesus Christ! And you think I'm reckless? When I fly, I'll have you know that my crew and my plane come first. Well, I'm going to finish my sentence, Lieutenant. My review of your flight performance was right on. Is that right? That is right. But I held something back. I see some real genius in your flying, Maverick, but I can't say that in there. I was afraid that everyone in that tax trailer would see right through me. And I just don't want anyone to know that I've fallen for you. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> that was one of those movies some iconic songs came from, too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Kenny Loggins, soundtrack king of the 80s. Yeah, hit right, another one. Yeah. yeah, another one out of the park with Danger Zone. Right. Um, it's so like, I mean, well, I'll take my breath away. That was a big one, too. You've lost that love and feeling, Righteous Brothers. That was the, the karaoke song from the bar. That was big. Now, Tom Cruise, I mean, you know, dun, 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 dun. Not really bromance, but Jerry Maguire. Oh, hang on. Yeah, Jerry Maguire is uh is has some of the best schmoopy clips of all the romantic movies we live in a cynical world a cynical world and we work in a business of tough competitors i love you you Zellweger, I had a big crush on her because that. Oh. Don't you just uh, want to be that Tom Cruise in that moment? Doesn't everybody want to like have that monologue at some point in their life? Just like completely, you know, emotionally breaking down, cry whispering, you know, your deepest, to your deepest, most inner felt love to your that, Yeah, just, I love you. You complete me. You had me at hello. You know, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded like you were from New York. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. <laughs> yeah, it's me. different when you say it that way. It's not as good. Um, okay. Um, where are we going next year? We've got, um, oh, yeah, this one is probably my favorite. Okay. Here's a little insight into Shane for you. I think this is one of the best movies of all time. I knew it. Right? I'm predictable. Um it's the notebook. I know, I know, don't judge me. But I still I think it's good. It's kind of like my nature, right? Like just I would be the guy that built the house and waited for the girl to show up, right? Like it'd be like, "Oh, I told you I liked you. I'm going to build a house. Here's your favorite painting room. Let me know when you're ready." It's kind of what happens. A film where a poor yet passionate young man falls in love with a young rich woman, giving her a sense of freedom, but they're soon separated because of social pressure and differences. Would you just stay with me? Stay with you? What for? Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. We fight. You tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch, and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass. Which you are, 99% of the time. I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings. They have like a two-second rebound rate, and you're back doing the next pain in the ass thing. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you, forever, you and me, every day. <laughs> Will you do something for me? Please, you just picture your life for me. 30 years from now, 40 years from now, what's it look like? If it's with that guy, go. Go! I lost you once. I think I could do it again. If I thought it's what you really wanted. <sighs> See? I also it's have great, abs I... like Ryan Gosling. Oh, well, we all want to look like Ryan Gosling, so. 
I I would if I was if I kept myself cleaner. <laughs> cleaner. <laughs> 877-399-9898. A couple of texts coming in here. I wanted to pass on Forever Young with Mel Gibson. I have this thing with Mel Gibson now. I struggle to watch his stuff because of all the stupid things he said. I really do. Yeah. Except for Beyond he's Thunderdome. He's insane. Um, but he's talented. like he's he is talented, but he's really fallen off something. Okay. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks so much for the ooey gooey Etsy info, Ryan. I'll get working on that. Um oh, she talks about sneaker shopping. We'll save that, Tina. Um, thank you, by the way, for, for that best romance movie when Harry met Sally. Oh, Who could yeah. ever forget that? I'll have what she's having. That was after she fixed the orgasm in the, in the cafe. No, oh, yeah. Was that, you got mail. No, that was no, when Harry met. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, no, there's... I do, com- I do mix up those two all the time and I don't know why. Okay. Well, let's see how this goes. Fake orgasm in cafe movie. No, that's it's when Harry met Sally. Come on, man, you don't have to look that up. It's when Harry met Sally. Oh, thank good. I was worried about the results coming back on that one. I gotta tell you. Yeah, work email. Work <laughs> computer. Little alarms going off at IT in Toronto. Whoop whoop. Okay, uh, relationship movies. Um, young love. Sometimes a little easier to understand, less complicated. Five hundred days of summer. Joseph Gordon Levitt. He is talented, dude. Um, looking back on a failed relationship over the course of 500 days, and that relationship starts with one moment in an elevator. Uh, let's hear the clip. Smith? I love the Smith. Sorry. I said I love the Smiths. You've, you've good taste in music. You like the Smiths? Yeah. To die by your side is such a heavenly way to die. I love them. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> well, when you're, yeah, when you find that you have the same kind of I mean, it's when you find out that you like the same things, it's it's great. But when it's music, if you're both music fans, especially, and then you find that you have very similar interests and that you like the same stuff and you can't stand the same stuff as well, that, that's when you know you've. That's when I knew that I, I found it. I like that you're excited. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> um, if that's the see this is the unconditional excitement thing that I was telling you about last week Matt about what I love about your relationship with your wife. Um that's the excitement right there. That's the moment. I was also super excited because the Smiths. Am I right Ryan? <laughs> that's why Ryan picked it. Yeah. Uh fun fact the first question Laura ever asked me is so you like the Smiths. So I relate to this clip very much so. And I can also I can also attest that I also said holy shit when i saw that message so yeah joseph i'm with you yeah hopefully so i do not movie ends differently than my life hopefully uh zoe de chanel which by the way um i always have enjoyed the roles that she's played she last year in 2020 broke uh, she was divorcing her husband and i haven't seen any updates since because i don't follow this stuff but she was dating uh jonathan scott one of the uh the twin brothers from the home reno flip and sell show Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, weird. So, and he, uh, they're Canadian, I believe. Anyway, so, oh, yeah. um, 
Anyway, so that was, I mean, that could be old news now because I don't follow, like, the people or whatever it's called. But anyway, I do know that that was a thing. So here is an interesting one. Um, it depends on how you look at it. But if we're going to look at relationships and awesome relationships, because not everyone has, like, that love interest. Some people have, like, these cool people that are just around them, right? And uh, you got to be grateful for the bros, you know, and the sisters. So how about that? Let's celebrate a relationship from Lord of the Rings. Because that's the whole movie is built on the relationship, right? It is. Uh, the story perfectly shows the relationship. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm going to let Ryan read it. <laughs> You're going to let me read it? I, oh, I'll just, you know what? I'm just going to uh, ad-lib it because I don't even remember writing it. Uh, it was a well, bit be- of a blur. There's kind of some typos and I don't know what you're oh, saying. Oh, there's some so typos? Oh, you, you want me yeah. to? The story perfectly shows the relationship. Ooh, yikes. That's a big one. Uh, the relationship... <laughs> The Lord of the Rings is an amazing look into why uh, it is important for men to have healthy relationships with other men and they can rely on them when there are times of need. Matt, please play the clip and put us out of our misery. Okay. I I think I understand. Do you remember the taste of strawberries? Sam, I can't recall the taste of food. Sound of water, uh, touch of grass, naked in the dark. There's, there's nothing, no veil between me and the wheel of fire. I can see him with my waking eyes. Then let us be rid of it. Once and for all. Come on, Mr. Frodo. I can't carry it for you. But I can carry you. Come on! <laughs> oh my god, I so love that it. moment. You know when you uh, write something down in a hurry and you can't even read your handwriting? Yeah, that's what happened there. That's just what happened, except <laughs> it was typing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, shifters. We love all the shift heads. It's the Shift Podcast. In case you missed it on the radio, here's Ryan O'Donnell. <laughs> that's me. I think that's my favorite Ryan. one. It's, oh, it's definitely my favorite, too. Yeah, it's the best one. It gets a laugh every time. And uh, speaking of laugh, man, you want to know why I love Valentine's Day? Why do you love Valentine's Day, Ryan? Yeah. Aside from the love is puns so many card puns and memes and it's a great time and twitter was full of them so let's just take a look it's the tweet of the day so it's not really just one tweet it's mostly just a collection of like a bunch of different funny cards i found uh, they all have the same format, Comic Sans font, a poorly photoshopped picture on top, <laughs> and uh, let's let's look at them. So here's one. This is probably my favorite one. It's a picture of Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter, and the card just says, I long for your bottom, to, from. <laughs> <laughs> Great, okay, you get the idea, okay? Yeah. This one has a picture of Nicolas Cage on it and says, roses are red, violets are blue, you stole my heart. There is a map on the back. It leads to the treasure. You have two hours. <laughs> a nice reference to, yep. Uh, the picture of Dwight K. Schrute. I think you're Dwightful. Two from. 
Nice. I like that. Picture of uh, Morrissey from the Smiths. I want to see. Uh, wow, I read that completely song. Wow, I read that completely wrong, and then proceeded to say it completely wrong. I think Ryan's. Not I wanna. Okay. No, I'll be okay here. I want a Morrissey you in my bed tonight. Okay, oh, not bad. I like you more than Kanye likes Kanye. Oh, that's pretty good. That's wow. a big one. And then this one from Jason Kenney in the United Conservatives today. Oh, God. This is the worst. Do you guys remember that episode of The Simpsons? It's one of the best when Lisa gives Ralph the Valentine's card. It says, I choo-choo-choose you, and then Ralph falls in love with Lisa. Yeah. Well, it's a picture of Jason Kenney on, the, on a train, and it says, I choo-choo-choose to get a fair deal for you. Happy Valentine's Day. Now with blue hearts, by the way, blue hearts. It's cringy. Now, look, if any party did this, like the liberals NDP did it, it would probably not come across as cringy. However, and also the government situation here, like a lot of people are pretty mad at the UCP. So the timing of this, you know, if they were if they were riding high right now and they put this out, it would probably be fine. But in the current situation and climate, it's really weird. And um, my top tweet of the day is a comment of somebody replying to that uh to this picture and it's just a quote from ralph wiggums and and i have the clip here uh, this is what the tweet says <laughs> i'm in danger <laughs> oh boy. i'm in danger ralph wiggum one of the best random characters on the simpsons yeah I, um that was i mean you can't get much more disingenuous than that like this is a guy that like most people have looked at this whole situation in Alberta, and I know an awful lot of conservative people that are that are had enough. And it's mind blowing to me that that got approved on this day. Um, the prime minister, and I always have plenty of things to say about how I don't trust him. But to his credit, there's a picture of him and Sophie. They're at a photo shoot, of course, so they look amazing. Um, and you know they're just kind of sharing a little moment and it's just a nice thing there he says you're my rock blah 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 he sends a nice message just be a human and don't politic i guess maybe maybe you don't know what love is i suppose i mean i was more surprised that the prime minister didn't put out a tweet of uh, him taking a selfie in the mirror and say you're my rock i love you <laughs> like <laughs> but in all fairness he did he did a, it was a nice tweet today it's valentine's day you know what and the blue hearts to me like use pink hearts then because there's no pink political well, there's party. a bit there's a bit of pink and blue in the hearts there's there's a bit of a mix there but yeah it, it's, it's a little unnecessary it's a little oh, unnecessary it's disingenuous at a time when the government yeah. when this particular leadership and government's being accused of um being absolutely disconnected from reality of albertans th this is exactly the it's a little, a little off. Not, it's so, not gonna work not gonna anyway. work um speaking Sucked. of not working man oh man do you guys like nascar I like the explosions. It's my, my relationship with sports well. is the <laughs> like I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I like a good hockey fight. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not a huge football fan, but I like a good compound fracture. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're gonna like this because uh just for reference, I love NASCAR. It's it's a part of me like I'm very much like hippy dippy, you know, but there's a part of me that just 
loses my mind when I hear an overtly loud engine on a racetrack. And, you know, you just, you, you let the cowboy out, you drink really cheap beer and have fun. And man, <laughs> that's what NASCAR is all about. And holy moly, NASCAR has crowned a Daytona 500 winner in quite a fashion. This is a special report from ABC News. I'm Richard Cantu. Michael McDowell has won the Daytona 500, the race oh ending my. after lengthy wow. delays because of rain and on the next-to-last lap, a multiple-vehicle crash. That followed a much earlier 16-car accident in the beginning of the race. It's McDowell's first win at Daytona. Again, Michael McDowell wins the rain-delayed and accident-plagued Daytona 500. I'm Richard Cantu. This has been a special report from ABC News. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. He does not give that justice. This crash was ridiculous. So it's very tight at the at the front of the lap. And then, you know, some two people lose control. They split off from each other. And it just creates this massive pileup. And the second the car's impact, just boom, explosion. Boom, explosion. It's amazing. Uh, everybody's fine. We just want to make that clear. But holy crap, was it cool. And I have the audio of when that happened and it, it you know it doesn't give it justice but you do get to hear the cars and i think it's pretty cool so let's hear it logano goes back up keselowski with him mcdowell in tow dylan on the bottom it runs on top oh! teammates around they go in a hard crash kyle bush kyle larson caution is out bubba wallace is in this austin sendrick hard hit by kyle bush Room. I love it. Anyway, everybody's fine. Uh, McDowell won. I just can't wait for the day that I can go to Vegas, watch a NASCAR race, and 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 just lose my mind for nine hours. That race was nine hours long, by the way. Wow, nine. Um, man, I. You were talking earlier about sort of like watching sporting events and just kind of letting your your inner cowboy or your or your inner you know trash or whatever you know yep and i get that whenever i go see monster trucks i've seen monster jam four times it's one of my favorite things i i even cool story time when i was on my 10th birthday i went and saw monster jam for the first time and i made a sign that said grave digger will send you to your grave yes now during that race charlie pockin had to make up time during a lap and he flipped did a whole backflip in the in gravedigger and the pirate flag on the back ripped right off charlie was doing a post show interview and he was holding the flag in front of the whole arena and he says i'm going to give this to the loudest fan in the audience this is my birthday we're all the way at the back me and my friends jump up on our seats i'm you know flailing my sign around i'm screaming Grave and charlie digger. oh yeah charlie points up into where we are he just does this big point and runs. He hops over the barricades. He's hopping over to the stairs. He runs. People are trying to grab the flag, but he runs right to me and he places that flag in my hand. And I still have it to this day. It's got tire treads all over. It's ripped. And then I took it to Monster Jam a few years ago and had all the drivers at the track that day sign it. It's cool. one of my favorite, most cherished memories. Nice. So yeah, Matt, I'm with you on the Monster Trucks. Like, have it's you, just amazing. Um, yeah. Have you seen Brodozer and the Diesel Brothers with their diesel monster oh, yeah. truck apart? Oh, the bro the bro the Brodozer. Yeah, the Brodozer, and then there's the um the El Camino. 
yeah. that they've got, the uh, Bro Camino. And that one's not diesel, but um, some of the world records they've tried to break for like backflips in some of their episodes, if you haven't seen it, they did like uh, the, the, I don't know what they call it, but the front two wheels, like walking on front two wheels. They set a record for that uh, in one of the guys from Monster Jam plus the Brodozer. I think um, they did a jumping one and then Gravedigger did a backflip, highest backflip. Yep. And nice. it like it it's mind blowing. It's and there's so you're cool. right, there's something that's like deeply woven. I don't know if it's uh, like the little boy Tonka truck thing happening. Yeah, but it, it like comes out of you and you're like, This is amazing. Oh, I think it so is definitely fun. in the it's the sound and, and the simplicity. It means like watching a Godzilla movie. There's just something primal about it, you know? I don't care. I just want to watch a monster punch another monster. I want to watch a monster truck crash into another monster truck. And uh, it's an amazing time. So go see Monster Jam. They put on an amazing show. And uh, one day I want to drive one. Um, oh. Now, <laughs> weird, weird story time. This is really stupid because I had to put this in in case you missed it last week, but I didn't get around to it. And now it's come back for weird reasons. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had their Super Bowl parade, which was on boat on a river because of COVID. And during that, Tom Brady threw rather yeah. heated the Lombardi <laughs> trophy to his teammates onto another boat. And if you that listen cool. to this clip clearly, you can hear Brady's kid saying, dad, don't do it. And then he does. <laughs> great, right? Crazy moment, Tom Brady throwing the trophy like a football. Well, it turns out that made one woman very, 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 very angry. This Fort Myers woman says that Tom Brady needs to apologize, that he insulted her family's legacy. And she's referring to that video because she is related to the man who made the Lombardi trophy. And this is her reaction to that video. I have a big history of this trophy being made by my father, and it's such an honor. And I know all the craftsmen that made it when my dad was there also at Tiffany's. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hours go into it. It just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. You heard that right. Lorraine Gross's father, Greg Gross, was the master silversmith at Tiffany & Company that crafted the world-famous Vince Lombardi Trophy back in 1967 until his retirement in 1994. I, I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset. Whoa. So you're not okay with it being thrown, but you're okay when it's thrown in a room, passed around, doused in liquor and yep. smoke from cigars. It's just, it's, and also they replicate this trophy every year, right? Like there's, there's hundreds, there were not hundreds, but there's dozens of these. So I get why you're mad, but like, do you see what they do to the right. Stanley Cup every year, man? They have it's to fix trophy. it every year. It's yeah. a bunch of sports guys with a trophy. They won the trophy, right? Like I get it. The, you know, your dad's trophy is the, the trophy. Like, nice work. High five. Well done. Good shift. But I mean, okay, throwing it on a boat, he's going to pay for a diver to go get it if it goes in the water, right? There's going to be a bunch of people diving in to go get it. That's probably the most dangerous thing about it. I mean, should he throw it on the boat? No. I was yeah. a little bit more worried about because the pointy parts on the bottom hitting someone like in the forehead. But yeah, yeah, I mean, this is dumb. Like, it's a, it's a sporting trophy. It's been dented. Like, Gronk broke it, didn't he? Like, 
a couple of years ago, Gronk broke it or dented it or something. Yeah, it's been every year like, it's broken. It's, so, look at the Stanley Cup. They have to fix it every year because it's still completely year. obliterated, and that's part of its charm. Yeah, and so, I mean, the reality is, is I don't know, <laughs> stay in your lane. Um, but it was amazing, and he had a $2 million, like he showed up with a $2 million speedboat, right? Like, yep. <laughs> how was that On for the like, water. Yeah, he's like, he's like, this is my <laughs> brand new $2 million boat. And, um, but did you see the drunk, uh, I mean, drunk Tom Brady <laughs> getting off the boat? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. So they were like walking him. Like one of his people was sort of walking him through a gate back to the parking lot. And he was like the drunk, happy friend. You know, those parking lot guys that you put the air in with the arms, right? The come look at our cars guys with the floppy arms. Wacky. He wacky was like, inflatable arm yeah, he, was, he was like one of those guys. <laughs> They're walking out. He's like, Hey, everybody, what's happening? But I, uh, yeah, he seemed like the, the happy go lucky, you know, super fun drunk guy. Um, I don't know. It was all right. It was a good time. I can't believe he threw it though. Still to the point across the water. You're not worried about anything. You're so flipping rich. You're not worried about anything. If that thing hits the water. Thanks for listening to the shift podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify and curious cast.ca.